Welcome back to Lucid Living, and if this is your first time, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy to have you aboard. My name is Andrew Larkin. I'm an actor, model, performer, storyteller, and today I'm going to be your host, your guide for today's podcast. Fun fact, guys, podcasting is super cool because I can like literally do this in my underwear, which I am doing right now. Haha, <laughs> I love it. Yes, yes, so today's episode, we are going to be diving into a blog post that we wrote about a year ago today on community, on connect, connection, on that sense of belonging, and I think that is so powerful. Again, all those blog posts were about sort of functional medicine and you know alternative ways of healing and the power of connection, the power of community, of feeling like you belong is so real and so true, and that's just what I want to talk about today. But first, a little, little couple updates. Shout out to my older sister, Jennifer Lynn Larkin. She goes by Jenny. Actually, I don't know if she... Professionally, she goes by Jennifer, but she, um, she's been working her ass off, you know, day and night, just doing the grind, doing the thing, creating content, doing photo shoots, just doing amazing things, and she just got the gig to go to Swim Week in Miami, so I'm so excited for her, and we'll see how things go, man, it's gonna be an epic ride, and, and she's gonna crush it, guys, she's gonna crush it, send her some love if you guys get the chance. Uh, and on another note, I shared a little bit about the story about on the last episode about my first, you know, real crazy set experience where the first time I got there, I thought this was just going to be a short film, right? We got a, a location at this high school where they're known for holding, you know, production at this high school. People shoot at this high school all the time for films. And there's, I thought it was just going to be like a small short film. There's a truck full of equipment bringing out rigs tracks dollies sound light all this epic stuff bro and there were like a hundred extras and it was so rad it was so cool again i showed my excitement before but the whole experience was again amazing made amazing connections i just love the environment uh this is it's one of those things where you when you get there when you get on set you know, and you're interacting with people and you're like, this is what I want to do for like a living. This is rad. This is you get the bug again. And I've had the bug, but it just excites me even more seeing things really behind the camera. How every it's like think of an ecosystem, every single part, every single role, every single worker, you know, employee, cast member, crew member, everything works in perfect, perfect harmony to come together to create this beautiful image that the director has. And that image is going to be so beautiful, so cool. I think they're wrapping up shooting this weekend, so we'll see how long it takes in post. But it's going to be dope. I'll definitely let you guys know when it comes out. Super rad. But yeah, so that was a 12-hour shoot day, and it was incredible. It was super cool. Ugh, so grateful, so grateful. And then the next day, I like to look at my move, my life as a movie sometimes. And I'm like, I want my life to be like a movie sometimes. And it's funny because I had this day of just working and everything was rolling and it was just amazing. And then the next day, I've never really shared this with you guys, but what I do for like my day job, you know, mostly paying off my student loans is I help my dad with real estate. And basically I help with his work just with tenants, with properties, all this kind of stuff. And the day after that shoot, I get up super early in the morning, go to the gym, and then I just mow lawns for his properties and then I paint and that was a 10 hour day. So I go from, you know, riding this high wave of being on a set and being around people and acting and just this crazy cool energy to working a 10 hour day, busting my ass, you know, in like work pants and just 
grinding and the heat and doing stuff that you know the kind of work that pays the bills the kind of and that's like one of those things where i got the vision and the goals and my actions are are we're getting there so i had that vision of where i want to be in five years where i want to be in 10 years and i'm i love visualizing myself when i'm there thinking back to these moments of where i'm at right now and just how epic that is you know you go from doing the thing to working your ass off the next day doing stuff you don't really want to do but you know pays the bills and it's funny because like 60 60 to 70 percent of the money that i'm making right now is just paying off student loans we're in the cycle baby we're in the grind and it is real but we're also chasing the dream we're also following our heart and trying to work on ourselves and the mindset and the physical and the mental emotional spiritual build connections stay creative and not burnt out you know some days are tough some days are really challenging but finding gratitude always helps me and I try to find gratitude throughout the day as much as I can I try to find my breath as much throughout the day and I have this morning meditation that I do and I, I have these mantras and it's been helping me so much and the mantra goes a little bit like I am exactly oh my god what is it guys haha <laughs> today is a beautiful day full of opportunity I am exactly where I need to be I open myself to the universe and trust in the unfolding of my life. And I say that over and over and over again for about four minutes. And I swear sometimes if I don't do it versus the days that I do do it, on the days I do do it, it attracts something crazy, something crazy opportunity that happens in my life. And it's so beautiful when you put yourself in that frequency of gratitude. And I'm so grateful, man. So grateful. It's really easy being in certain situations to point the finger and to say how shitty things are. but. In all that shit, there's a fucking diamond sitting there, I swear. There's a lot of beauty in the, in the, in, in the struggle, in the lessons. So it's pretty cool. Glad I can be transparent with you guys. Let's get it on. All right, as always, we're going to do some deep breathing. I want you guys to breathe on your own for about one minute. Take this moment to sit with yourself. Breathe through the nose. Inhale through the nose. Hold at the top. Exhale. Out the mouth. Contract your belly back. And let's get it on, baby. As you breathe, focus on the breath. Going through the nose. <sighs> Don't be afraid to make an auditory sound on the exhale. When you listen to the breath, it brings you back into this moment. Keep breathing. And as you're in this moment, it's one of the most divine places to be because you're not worrying about the future, anxious about the future, or stressing about the past. All of that goes away when you come back to this moment. And this is a great practice for coming back to this moment. Keep breathing. And as we breathe, introduce a little micro smile. When you're having a bad day, or you catch yourself just low energy, sometimes if you force a smile on your face, it changes the physiology and I swear there are some chemicals that are released in the body and it lifts your spirit. Find gratitude. Thank you for this body. Thank you for this bed. I'm a car. This space. Thank you for friends and family. Thank you for my health. Thank you for my mind. Thank you for being able to see. For being able to hear for being able to smell, to taste, to touch. Thank you. Keep breathing. 
I want you to take one final inhale through the nose. Hold it at the top. And on the exhale, let it all out. Hmm. Now come back into your body. Introdu introduce some movement. Wiggle your toes, your fingertips. Roll your shoulders back a few times, forward a few times. Thank you, thank you, thank you for taking this moment for yourself. Now let's get into it. The title of this blog post is Sense of Belonging. We start off with a quote. The ache for home lives in all of us. The safe place where we can go as we are and not be questioned. Maya Angelou. The ugly duckling won his whole life being ridiculed until he blossomed and found his tribe. Fish, when judged on their ability to climb a tree, are going to think they're stupid, incapable, and inferior their whole lives. When they're in their element, their family of fish, they belong. Community is an innate part of our being as social creatures. It is essential for our survival. Blue zones are areas, communities around the world where the people, on average, have the longest lifespans. What are the secret ingredients to this longevity? Well, we talked about diet and nutrition. Sleep is another big one. Movement and exercise is up there as well. Breathing is another biggie. But a major sleeper is the strength of community, having that sense of belonging. I think it's absolutely necessary to sit with ourselves in order to figure out who the hell we are. But, but at the end of the day, we are social beings. After self-reflection, the best memories of my life have been shared with others. We used to grow up in tribes where neighbors were family. In the Hawaiian culture, you call your elders auntie and uncle, and uncle, right? Auntie and uncle. These are people you have probably never met before, yet they are associated as family. Many cultures formulate around the importance of oneness and unity and family and family. But the modern day American culture not so much. Today, in many American cultures, we are afraid to keep our house doors unlocked. We are afraid to walk around at night. Many do not know or spend time with their neighbors. We are deprived. We are divided by race, ethnicity, sex, and gender. And on top of this, we have a pandemic that made talking to someone or getting too close to them a hostile act. There is fear in connecting with others that don't look or act or talk like us. We are very much divided as a nation and as a people. While this is true, I believe at the fundamental human level, we all seek connection. Kids growing up aren't necessarily taught the importance of peer validation, but at that age, we go through almost any length possible to fit in with the crowd, to feel like we belong. I think this stays with us our whole lives, even for those who think the lone wolf path serves best. There's a healing power that goes on when a group of people get together for the right reasons. It may not necessarily be quantifiable, but it's there. Before writing this, I started to reflect on my own personal experience with community, the different social groups I've been in, the impact they've had on my life. I think first, it's important to talk about intention with community. So many times, especially at a young age, we go with the crowd to simply go with the crowd. We go out of fear of being an outcast because back in the tribal days, if you were kicked out of your tribe or didn't have a tribe, it mostly meant death. So many times we join a group community with the wrong intentions. And then we surround ourselves with all these, 
these people thinking this is going to fill the void of loneliness that was that would succumb us if we were alone yet we feel even lonelier in the crowd because they may, may not align with us and then we hang on to this crowd out of fear of leaving because the unknown is horrifying and we don't want to hurt or piss anyone off by leaving so we continue to slowly suffer it's a dangerous little game before diving head and heart first into a community we must do the work to know ourselves first we must know what we value what we love what winds our clock and even what we do not love. Once we understand ourselves, then we can attract the right community, that tribe that aligns with everything we believe in. And when we do that, that's when the magic begins. When I was in college, I got a job at the Starbucks on campus next to the library. I truthfully got it because I wanted to go out to a bar and have someone come up to me and say, you're the Starbucks guy, right? <laughs> well. I actually got my wish, but that wasn't what made this job so beautiful. I gained so many lessons and skills, multitasking, whipping up badass frappuccinos, working in the register, driving a golf cart, learning from my mistakes and making small talk. I went from hanging out with the same crowd for so many years to surrounding myself with people from all different walks of life, different interests, hobbies, ages, and perspectives on life. I loved it. As I continued to work, I started to get regular customers. I started to get on a first-name basis with students and professors. I would doodle on their cups, fail spectacularly at spelling their names, right? <laughs> Do you know how many times you can spell Caitlin? It's honestly ridiculous. And I made some rad new friends in those small encounters day after day. Sometimes they would reach out and say I made their day. But what they may not realize is that they made mine. I started to realize that, yes, students need that dose of coffee to get through the rigors of classes, yeah, but... People really come back for the connection. I see people glow when we make eye contact and we pick up our conversation right where we left off. It's not even about the drink anymore. It's about that sense of belonging. That's what got me excited to put on that green apron on days I wasn't feeling it. It gave me purpose. I then worked as a waiter at a small town cafe and found the same thing. Yes, I was a vessel for customers to get food on their plate and in their bellies, but I was capable of so much more. I called my customers friends, and we formed bonds. We had great conversations, and while the food was bomb diggity, you know, they came back for that connection. I went to other small local businesses in that town, flipped scripts, and became their regular. I would hug the owner, and we would just talk about life for a bit. That's what fills my cup. That's the shit that money doesn't buy. Yes, we have our beautiful blood family, but everyone is family if we look at them as such. And when we look at them as such, our world lights up. We have more in common with people than we may think. We are superheroes, man. We have the power to get someone out of the depths of the darkness with a smile or a hi, hello. We can bring someone back into the light. We hold that power. When I was in my dark night of the soul, I struggled to look people in the eyes. I gave shitty hugs. I didn't try to spark up conversations with a stranger. It was horrifying. And I felt so alone, so lost. My health was suffering. My hidden voice was screaming to be seen, heard, loved, and understood. He was craving connection. He was angry that the world wasn't seeing him, but he wasn't seeing them. Reciprocity is real. Like attracts like. I've realized the power of this now. Last year, I guess two years ago now, I mentored middle school boys who came from very little. I'm the person they are supposed to look up to and learn from, but I promise you I learned just as much, if not more, from them than they did me. That's the beautiful thing about community and the dance of reciprocity. 
everyone matters. I believe everything happens for a reason, and people come into our experiences for a reason. Every interaction is an opportunity, a door. And how many times do we keep that door shut by being too afraid to speak to someone, or look at someone, or compliment someone? Open your doors, open your mind, let people in, let people go, live out these experiences because every single experience serves the good, but especially the not so good. You are the author of your life's book, and the more doors you open, the richer that book becomes. When we find that tribe, that community that, al that aligns with us and challenges, inspires, supports, and listens to us, the real magic begins. They become the fuel to the rocket. I found my community, my tribe, ironically right after I found myself. I finally knew who I was and wanted to become, and I swear the universe plopped that, this crew right onto my lap. My incredible and agile community who shares the values in health, mindset, sustainability, wanderlust, travel, and so much more. They helped inspire me to go plant-based by living the lifestyle themselves. They lead by example with the way they express themselves, which unconsciously gave me permission to do the same. They inspire me to be a better person. The love is so incredibly raw and real and gives me life. We are a reflection, mirrors of our environment. Get intentional and pay attention to who you surround yourself with and what you can consume on a daily basis. We have our physical communities, but consuming social media, you know, scrolling, and other forms of media play a major role on how we act, think, and feel. Be intentional with it. Many of us, for most of our lives, stay in the same community. These communities have a certain set of beliefs, values, and ways of living. Now, I say this with love, but I think we do ourselves an incredible disservice by not opening ourselves up to other, other circles, to simply see how others think, act, and do, even if we don't necessarily agree. It's scary, yeah, but how can we truly think for ourselves if we're only seeing one side of the puzzle? How do we know what is true if we only see one side? I grew up in school being told we must raise our hands if we have a question or have to go to the bathroom. If we spoke without raising our hand, we would get in trouble or told that it was wrong. I grew up my whole life believing this truth. It was conditioned into me. And there are many other beliefs that have, many other beliefs that my setting told me was right versus wrong. My beliefs never changed because I was never in another setting that challenged those beliefs. So I always just accepted them. Until I took a communication class junior year in college, my professor, she was a different breed, man, let me tell you. I loved her. First day of class, she ran through her class rules. Everything was standard, and I was starting to doze off. Then she said, if you have a question or have to go to the bathroom, do not raise your hand. Just say it or get up and go. This felt wrong. It completely challenged my compass of right and wrong, and I was super uncomfortable at first. Then I adjusted, and it was super refreshing. But it had me beg the question, what is right and what is wrong? There's a whole world out there with cultures and communities of people with different ways of doing things. I look at religion like this too. We live in the same floating sphere in the universe, yet we all have different truths. So what is true then? Well, I believe if you believe wholeheartedly that something is true and your surroundings reaffirm that, then that is your truth. And I believe that is real. A vision fueled with a burning faith with the right emotion and mindset are some key ingredients in the law of attraction. We can actually create our reality. We, we live in the same world hypothetically, yet all looking through a different lens and sharing very different experiences. It's kind of wild. 
Knowing this, I think it's so important to experience as many communities with open arms as possible. See how people think and talk and act. Approach it with love. And if it doesn't fully align with you, then send love. Receive what you've been given and keep searching. Throughout my years of education, so many of my classroom settings were note-oriented, and these killed me. I didn't enjoy these experiences. Then my life changed when I took a theater class. You see, in order to succeed in a theater class, you must be vulnerable. You must interact with your classmates. You do physical exercises and practices, and every second is engaging. I fell in love with this type of learning. I knew the name of every single one of my classmates. We were like a little family. I looked forward to these classes. Our professor built a community. We all belonged. We felt a part of something. In my math class, for example, it was never like that. Sure, we may have done some group work and exercises, but it felt so divided. I would then go to the dining hall, and the theater kids brought extra chairs to their tables. We were laughing and loud and connected, and I deeply envied that. As I continued to people watch, I saw couples on their phones, empty chairs between different friend groups, and there just wasn't a lot of love in the air. I know you may be thinking, Andrew, bro, chill with love, man. But no, dude, <laughs> it is everything. We all deeply want to be loved and seen and heard and understood. We want to surround ourselves with people that excite us and bring out the best in us while we bring out the best in them. One of the best nights of my life was a prom for beautiful special needs kids called Joy Prom and a Night to Shine. We dressed to the nines, had a big DJ, a photo booth, and dinner. It was a legit prom, only this time, unlike high school, I was sober. I danced my ass off with my new friends, and the love was in the air. We cheered on the stars of the night as they walked across the red carpet until we lost our voices. That was like the first time I swear I ever lost my voice. Everyone had such a pure heart, and in that room, I have never felt so much love. I felt alive. Loneliness, while not necessarily quantifiable, is taking people's lives. It seems that as time ticks, we are getting further and further apart, deeply disconnected from our old roots. The epidemic of loneliness is real. I recently read a Charles Eisenstein book called A More Beautiful World Our Hearts Knows Is Possible. He talks about the story of separation that is run in so much of our society. But we are all truly connected. The next Gandhi is not going to be a person, it is going to be a collective, a coming together. I know we have the social stigmas that make branching out of social settings the most horrifying thing in the world, but give it a try. Be kind. Smile. Give a stranger a compliment. Join yoga or painting or cooking or any class that interests you and be yourself. Approach everyone as a friend. Make the first step. Not only may you make a new best friend, but it's also super empowering. Shine your light. The way we win all these wars, the wars that I can't even count on one hand anymore, is by coming together, loving our differences, finding our tribes, being true, living vibrant, fulfilling lives. I believe in this beautiful world. It might sound too good to be true, but I believe. It starts with you being the best you, with me being the best me. When we find each other, the world shines just a little bit brighter. It becomes contagious. Be true. Find your tribe. I promise you, they're out there, and they will love you. I'll love. Andrew. Right on. Thank you guys for tuning in today. I hope you guys got some value from this and might look at strangers or friends or family or people around you, people in classes, people in your clubs, whatever social setting you're in, look a little bit differently. And I, I don't want to make this political, but um, just with all of this stuff going on in the world, 
and again, it's not, this is tricky to even say because it's such an emotional topic, but the, uh, the hard stuff, you know, like the shootings that are going on in, in the country and, you know, gun violence and everything like that, a lot of it is young boys and sometimes I know it's hard to think how could someone do something so dark so terrible take so many lives but sometimes I think of what kind of pain that they were in and the world that they were living and I can only imagine how before that final act which was very there was there couldn't have been any logic in it it was all emotional but before that what leads someone to do something so painful so dark take so many lives so many innocent lives i can't imagine the pain that that boy was in i can't imagine the feeling of not feeling like he belonged anywhere and i don't know what what those situations were i don't know their stories but that boy probably was never seen probably had a lot of shit going on at home and again this is not a justification for the act of taking innocent lives but maybe if that boy was just seen maybe if someone just gave him a smile invited him to sit with them at lunch you know something small something little i see so many people with their heads down and there there's oh gosh there's this one incredible story about this young kid who was packing up all of his stuff he was getting bullied and he was packing up his entire locker and taking it all with him because he was going to go home and take his life and he was getting bullied and they knocked the books out of his hands and then this this I think it was a football player this guy comes up to him and asks if he's okay and walks him home and he saved his life they became really good friends and then that kid blossomed into something so beautiful and those stories just give me hope and it gets me really emotional. I don't wanna to get too emotional on here, but community, connection, that purpose, that drive. Like for me, I wanna surround myself with artists. I wanna surround myself with people, you know, who look at the world a little bit differently. I wanna surround myself with people who challenge me, who inspire me, who see the best in me, but also challenge me in that regard. I wanna surround myself with people who are working on themselves, challenge myself surround myself with people who love deeper right who are doing the work they might not be exactly where they want to be but they're doing the work and they're aware and we have deep conversations you know and 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 oh man find that tribe you know and i'm working through it we're finding it and there's so many people out there again go back to the one episode where i talk i share the story from charles eisenstein's book uh, it was called the tribes the coming to uh, what was it called it was like the coming together of tribes or a call it was like a call to action for finding your tribes the gathering of tribes ah, i forget what it was but it was it was a few episodes ago so check that out it's such a powerful beautiful story about coming together community connection if you feel lost if you feel alone if you feel disconnected if you feel like your tribe isn't even out there and you don't even know where to look hit me up let's connect this is my thing, this is my jam. I love talking and digressing and going deep and down. And I'm a big deep talker, man. When I was in high school and we would drink on the weekends, right? That was my thing. I would, anyone and anyone, I would wanna 
cut right past the bullshit on the surface and dive deep right under. And now as I've been doing it for a long time, I've become a little bit more articulate at understanding myself and others and really asking those deep transcendental questions. It's a cool journey, man. So thank you guys. Again, I just get passionate and ramble sometimes, but it's a part of who I am and I run with it. So thank you, thank you, thank you as always. If you guys are digging this, like, comment, subscribe, share with your friends, your family, let them know, send some love. Um, you guys can reach out to me on Instagram at Larkin underscore Andrew. And as always, go out there, small act of kindness. Small act of kindness. Give someone a smile. Say hello to a stranger. I swear it will change your life. And it's going to be really scary. It's going to be really scary. 20 seconds of insane courage. Hashtag we bought a zoo. Great line. And it's so interesting because giving a stranger a smile and saying hey opens a door so that the next time you see them there's a way better chance that you're going to say hi again and then the next time you see them you say hi again and by the third time you basically know each other and you're basically friends and sometimes it can be that simple but it's really hard sometimes but taking that first step being assertive get after it change your life i swear it's so beautiful Small act of kindness, hug a loved one, give them a nice bear hug. High five yourself because you deserve it and you are beautiful. You are right where you belong. Not right where you belong, right where you need to be at this moment right here, right now. And I love you. As always, try to live a lucid life. This is Andrew Larkin. One love.